Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Good evening, afternoon, morning, whatever your time you're listening to this. Welcome back to Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm Callan. I'm here with Anna, as always. Anna, what are you enjoying to drink tonight? Actually, I guess it's considered a drink still. I got a Sonic, I don't even remember what it's called now. It was a Sonic Blast, but it has cookie dough and... The big scoop. Yes. Yeah. Oreos in it. I saw an ad for it and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. And it reminded me of back in October, they had the trick or treat blast or whatever. And I loved it. I'm all about the toppings. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't even need the ice cream. I would just eat the toppings, to be honest. Yes. And you know, like sometimes they'll like... They'll, like, not just Sonic Places, but anywhere in general that has, like, milkshakes or something. They won't necessarily blend it all together. So, like, the bottom has just ice cream. I don't even eat it because it's, like, what's the point? (laughs) Oh, I agree. I need the topping all the way down. That's what I'm getting for. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm really working for my beach body. And the great way to do that (laughs) is to get a Sonic Blast. So... The pounds are just coming off. It's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it a couple times. I've had the regular blast and then I've had the Sunday version mm. as well. What do you recommend? I think I did like the blast better. I love just the plain hot fudge Sunday at Sonic because mm-hmm. their hot fudge is so good. But obviously if you get the Sunday, it's a different ice cream. So it changes it a little bit. Oh. And yeah, it's the soft serve there. So okay. I really just wanted the hot fudge, but it ended up being a little bit too much because in the Sunday there wasn't as much ice cream. So it was like I was eating hot fudge on top of this Oreo cookie dough <laughs> and it got to be a lot. So I would recommend the blast and you can add hot fudge to the blast if you want. You could just eat the cookie dough itself. The oh scoop is delicious. Yes, the cookie dough is so good because I remember they came out with like just a cookie dough Sunday, I think. A yeah. A while back and that was great because I just right it's not like the nasty really hard cookie dough bites that are like they've probably been sitting there for a couple weeks <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah this one's so soft it almost has like a cake batter-esque flavor mm-hmm. to it yeah yeah delicious good stuff hyping it up it deserves the hype definitely go try it if you have sonic near you well i'm trying something new today that i got the last time i was at trader joe's in memphis i haven't tasted it yet we all know i like to try things live on the air like we're on radio or something (laughs) so i'm about to try it oh wow Okay. I didn't even tell y'all what it was. <laughs> uh, the anticipation. I know. I'm sure you really had no idea where that was going. I didn't. <laughs> it is a, it's a hard seltzer. Woohoo. Shocker. And it's from the brand Fun. And it's actually Memphis made. Love that. Oh, Love cool. local. And I got the lime flavor. Um, so we're actually recording this on St. Patrick's Day. And I didn't have anything like Irish themed. So part of the can is green and I mean it is lime so I guess that counts yeah that works I like it so it has water sugar pure key lime extract citric acid and then carbon dioxide so now I'm getting that that it's a key lime because it was a little bit sweeter than a normal lime like LaCroix or something Mm -hmm. very powerful I can (laughs) tell that it is pure (laughs) like it was like whoa that's lime 
Uh, but it's good. I like it. It has 4% alcohol in a 12 ounce can, which I feel like is pretty good for a mm-hmm. hard seltzer. 90 calories if you're interested in that. And only one gram of added sugar. So Wow. That is good. A pretty good choice. Yeah. yeah. So if you see it, I would recommend it. It just tastes like, honestly, like very strong lime water, which yeah. is really what it is. Just a different <laughs> kind of strong. There you go. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. Always down to try a new seltzer. Yeah. Yeah. So we really have different options tonight. If you're looking for, yes. you know, barely any sugar or like, like me, I, that was my dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we promote unhealthy and healthy eating and drinking here. So. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of two different <laughs> subjects like two different types of options i'm sure we'll have two different options of what y'all could be watching if you like to take recommendations from what we're currently watching so anna what have you been consuming lately well i've, I've been talking on here a few times that i am watching through mtv's the challenge so mm-hmm. i recently finished season dirty 30 so i am closely approaching the most recent season that i believe just finished however I am taking a little detour because they kind of advertised this on the previous season that I watched that there is the challenge champs versus stars. I don't know if you've heard of that before. I think it has three seasons total and it was kind of like a spinoff of the challenge. I've only seen the first episode, so I'm no expert, but it's basically a ton of the challenge like people who have at least won one finale and then professional athletes. So there are like Olympians and pro whatever. Obviously, I'm not well versed in sports, so I don't know. The only person <laughs> that I recognized on this first season, well, there were a couple athletes that looked familiar to me, either from like the Olympics or like in the news or something. But Lolo Jones is on (laughs) this first season. She makes her rounds on reality television. She really does. I think she just got done with Dancing with the Stars, right? Oh, wow. I didn't even know she was on that. She really is making her rounds. The only one I've watched her on before was Celebrity Big Brother. And so I already Mm. had like preconceived notions about her personality. Uh, Mm -hmm. A little intense. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that personality definitely came out the first episode. (laughs) So yeah, I am new to watching it. I'm assuming I'm probably going to try to go along with the show because I don't want anyone to come on saying that they won and that I haven't seen that season, if you know what I mean. Right, right. So yeah, that's been fun and interesting. I'm curious to see if a challenge person is going to win or if like a professional athlete is going to win. That'll be fun. Because I feel like it's not really talked about. Like the challenge is is ridiculous. And it is very physically taxing. But also you have to work kind of like the, as they say, political angle. Try to, you know, get people on your side, all that stuff. So I feel like probably the pro athletes will have to work around that. That'll be something different for them. Mm -hmm. But speaking of the challenge, I saw something recommended on my Twitter. Because now, of course, I get 
challenge things recommended (laughs) it's like it reads my mind like it knows what i'm watching it does and yeah basically it feels like it so i saw that i believe the finale for this most recent season free agents or special agents or i don't know what it's called (laughs) something agents philip from survivor (laughs) a federal agent (laughs) yes he should have been the host i think that one just ended like recently and so they advertised the next season for the challenge And it's apparently the challenge all stars. Mm. So I have not looked at the cast or anything because, again, I don't want to be spoiled and all that jazz. I also have only seen season 10 through 30, like I was saying. So if there are any castmates, castmates, is that what you call them? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Cast members? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone. Challengers. There you go. That's a, that's more appropriate. From the first nine seasons. So I don't know if there are going to be a lot of newcomers. Not newcomers, but like newer seasons. Or if it'll be some of the like mm-hmm. vets. You know, that been it's been a while since we've seen them. So it'll be fun, I think. I'm sure. Not to be obnoxious, but with the challenge, isn't it kind of like almost every season in a way is like an all-star season? Because it's a lot of the same people. That's very true. Because, <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess except for like a couple exceptions where they're like all new people basically right yeah yeah, it's pretty much like maybe like 50 50 or like 75 percent are people that you've seen already (laughs) yeah but that'll still be very fun yeah i'm hoping that all stars means that maybe they'll have more people that we haven't seen in a while so yeah maybe that's that'll be the difference or it could be like big brother all stars where it's like Hmm. Don't know why some of these people are all-stars, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. All-star seasons can be tricky. There's a lot of variables, I'm sure, that go into it. Yeah. But anyway, what about you? Well, I have been watching this for a little bit, but I haven't mentioned it on here yet, and I love it, so had to bring it up at some point. I've been watching a lot of Million Dollar Listing. Oh, yeah. I feel like you Mm -hmm. have mentioned that to me before in passing. Okay. Well, it's really good. I have seen seen like over the years random episodes of it but I haven't like been a regular watcher of it so I knew a couple of the brokers that are on there but I didn't know all the backstory you know like I said I just didn't watch it regularly Mm -hmm. but it's on Bravo started with Million Dollar Listing LA but Million Dollar Listing New York premiered in 2012 with three different brokers in New York City and two of them are still on there today the third spot has kind of floated in between between a few different people. It's just so good. So we started with season eight, which is the most recent season on Hulu. It was in 2019. I'm not really sure what has been on since then, especially with COVID and everything. But we watched almost all of that. And then we decided, okay, before we finish this, let's go back and start from the beginning since we're really enjoying it so that we can see, you know, more of the history and like where they started out. We just finished watching season one. It is so good. I mean, first First of all, real estate in New York City is so interesting because it's such a different market than anywhere else. These are always million, if not multi-million dollar apartments they're selling, which is just crazy for me to even... Wrap oh my, my head around. Yes. Yeah. A lot of it, you see some of the brokers' actual lives, um, just a little hint of their personal lives, but it, it really is more about the job and the real estate and then kind of their relationship as brokers, too. Just watching it, like, I feel like I could be a broker. <laughs> like, they just show you and explain so much of the 
strategy behind negotiating the deals or why they're presenting something to a client or another broker the way they are. They show you how that works, especially for someone like me who's in marketing. It's really cool to see the creative ways that they do open houses, like the different types of parties or marketing strategies they use because they have to get creative at this point, especially in these newer like in these recent years, because everybody's been to an open house, like Mm -hmm. hundreds of open houses. So you have to do something that's memorable, but still appropriate for the space. So you see a lot of that, them just doing like outlandish things sometimes. And of course, you get to see all the properties. It's really fun to me to watch. It's super entertaining. I think the brokers are all really fun to watch. When I watch that show, I'm ready to be a mogul. Like (laughs) I feel like I can do this. Like the best thing one of them said in season eight, is Steve Gold, who my mom loves Steve. He's a very attractive man, I will say. (laughs) His driver wants to become a broker. And he told Steve, like, I want to try it. So Steve let him come up with him to a listing. It was like, practice on me. And so he was practicing, showing him around the place. And he was just kind of describing, like, everybody's toured a house or whatever, or an apartment or whatever it may be. They tell you, like, oh, it has three bedrooms, two bath, here's the window, here's the countertops, here's the appliances, all that. Mm -hmm. And Steve told him, you're being a shower, not a broker. Like instead of just showing me all the stuff that's in this house, you need to explain to me why I need to live there. You need to make me feel like, okay, here's all these appliances. I know you love to cook. This is going to be perfect for when you're cooking with your family. Yeah. Or come out here, this balcony, this is perfect for all the parties you like to throw. Here's what I would do it like you have to help them envision the space and that they are living there that makes sense everybody can look around and see what's there right so yeah I was like wow that's amazing (laughs) that is fascinating I'm ready to be I'm ready to be a broker (laughs) (laughs) you were all set that'll be your side gig (sighs) Uh, yeah, I would love some some of their cash they're bringing in. Let mm. me tell you. I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. Like I said, it's a Bravo show, but it's on Hulu. Seasons one through eight are on there now. So it's an easy binge watch. Pretty short um, seasons, too. That sounds really fun. I love just like... <laughs> That's a really random trait that I have, but my mom and I like doing that. There's this like charity and it kind of like promotes all the houses that are being built like in the really, really rich parts of our community. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they're like multi-million dollar homes and you can go tour them. And oh my goodness, we love just walking around it. And I'm like, I would hate to clean this. I would hate to pay the mortgage on this, but wow, it is gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fun. It's fun to just see what's out there. Mm-hmm. How the other half lives kind of thing. <sighs> exactly. Definitely. <laughs> Especially, yeah, on these New York ones. Even if you're not in the business world, I feel like you would get motivated by their ambition, their perseverance, like the challenges that they overcome. Because at the end of the day, and sorry to turn this into a PSA to be nice to your real estate agent, but they deal with a lot of crap because first of all, they have to advise you what to put your house or property on the market for 
based on what they know is happening in the market Mm -hmm. and so they make you mad sometimes because sorry your property isn't worth what you want it to be just because you're emotionally connected to it right then on the flip side of that when they have to sell it and they have to deal with people bringing in offers or maybe they're not getting enough offers because the market really sucks Mm -hmm. then the seller is mad at them because their house isn't selling yet when they're really doing all they can to market it a lot of times paying their personal money to host these events or advertise it yeah hoping they see that return and getting it sold so just they deal with a lot so we just need to be nice to these people yes you're paying them and technically they are providing you a service but if you are working with a realtor or broker who really does have your best interest at heart which I hope that you've chosen someone who does then you need to just trust they're doing all they can for you and you don't need to be a you know what to them (laughs) Yes, definitely. Nobody deserves that, I don't think. No. If they screw you over, then you do with that what you will. Right. But most of the time, like, they're dealing with a lot of pressure on every end. So, yeah. And, look, they have a boss, too, who's also probably pressuring them. So, yeah, yeah just chill. Just chill. <laughs> Good motto for today. Yes, yes. I don't know how to transition, but every week (laughs) we give one reason why Anna and I should be contestants on The Amazing Race. Anna, what's your reason today? Well, since we just talked about people who are, you know, trying to find a house or an apartment to live in. Right. You know, that's a big purchase. That's a big life moment. Another big life purchase is a vehicle, a car. Mm -hmm truck Mm -hmm. whatever definitely well that's kind of what i i am talking about today with our amazing race reason we have a lot of experience driving in different terrains Mm -hmm. whether that be you know the cities of new york bustling city where you feel like you're gonna get run over by a taxi or run over a pedestrian in the same like (laughs) corner i don't know (laughs) or driving in the middle of the snow and having to navigate all of that whether you're going to slide on ice or you're too busy watching the snow fall so you get distracted (laughs) or driving on the plains of Mississippi Delta that has absolutely nothing uh, to look at or South Dakota for example can be kind of the same way so I feel like we have a lot of experience driving in different areas especially cities I feel like that can be very overwhelming Atlanta I feel like is a good example we both have driven there many a times that can just be whew, that is a place that will test your patience sure will we went to we've been to Los Angeles together thankfully we had someone drive us shout out to Miriam she is a fantastic driver yes so we've experienced Los Angeles traffic but uh thankfully we were not behind the wheel so I feel like that's that's helpful when it comes to the race because you kind of already know what to expect and if you're kind of like me like interstates don't really scare me as much as they used to like I feel like whenever I was first learning to drive oh my gosh it was like very nerve-wracking So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's already going to be a pressure cooker of emotions, just being on the race in general. So if you kind of already have kind of a baseline for like what you can handle, 
drive-wise. I feel like that can help give you a little bit of an advantage because it's like, okay, not going to stress out about merging into traffic or uh, using a roundabout or whatever the situation may be. I still have never driven on the left side of the road, but one day, <laughs> actually Callan and I plan on going on a Jane Austen pilgrimage. So mm-hmm. I suggest that we will probably rent a car and mm-hmm. then we'll have practice. Because you didn't drive. Did you drive when you were in Ireland? Mm-mm, no, I okay. only. I, sometimes I rode shotgun and navigated, but my friend's dad was driving and it was an experience for us all. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it was his first time driving on the left side of the road and they have so many roundabouts. Yeah. But obviously <laughs> they are the opposite way. So. Right. Yeah. So. I feel like that'll help us out a little bit. And who knows, hopefully in the near future, we will have our our Jane Austen pilgrimage and we can drive around and get comfortable on the left side. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, I feel very confident in our driving skills because you're so right that we have a range of experience and different states and terrains and environments and all that. So... I feel good about that. We've got to learn stick shift because that usually does come up. Mm -hmm. But we've always known that. We know people who can drive stick. So we're ready to learn. Also, that reminded me, um, this was not my finest driving moment, but it was really funny. That was when Anna and I and some friends were in New Orleans, like how we've talked about, we've gone to Comic-Con. And so we were downtown and we dropped our friends off at the convention center which is right there downtown New Orleans so we dropped them off and Anna stayed with me in the car to go find parking I mean I've driven in New Orleans a lot at this point I obviously have to take responsibility for this but at the same time I don't feel like it was completely my fault no (laughs) but we were just driving through downtown looking around for parking and so I'm just driving through this little intersection and then Anna just starts laughing And I'm like, oh, what are you laughing about? And she says, you just ran a red light. And I said, what? And I look in my rearview mirror and cars are like coming across the opposite (laughs) part of the intersection. And I just had no idea because a lot of the red lights in New Orleans, they're not like in the middle of the road. Like most, they're to the side, like on the corner of the sidewalk of the street. Mm -hmm. And this particular one was on the corner and a tree was like, really needing to be trimmed and was overhanging the light so I did not know there was any sort of light now looking back probably should have wondered why there wasn't at least a stop sign since this was a four-way intersection but I mean there's so many one ways and things like that I'm just like cruising so (laughs) I'm so thankful that we did not get t-boned because I didn't see this red light at all and I was also glad that I was with Anna who was able to just laugh instead of freak out because a lot of people would have freaked out and maybe never let me drive again (laughs) get out of the car right now I'm taking over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what street we were on specifically, but there have been some spots there and I'm sure there are other places as well where it's just like the lights so easily mix in with the other buildings or something and you just kind of get lost with everything going on that you don't see it. Yeah. It was easy to miss it. (laughs) Well, speaking of traffic and you know, the big cities and all that kind of fits in with the theme of what I'm educating on today. Okay. So I've 
actually kept not a secret. <laughs> uh oh. But it's been a few months now of me watching this and I haven't said anything to you or the podcast because I figured <gasps> Wow Let me just wait. I know, I know. She did this to me with a challenge. You <laughs> That's <know>? true. <laughs> Yeah, I just decided that I would, I'd start it and I was going through it quickly enough. I was like, okay, at this point, I'll just wait yeah. and it can be a surprise, even though probably nobody cares if it's a surprise or not. <laughs> I love surprises, so I'm excited. Thank you. Well, you're all that matters. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I actually finished this show last night. I watched the finale. So oh, wow. do you have any guesses? <laughs> Um, the only guess I had when you were talking about being in a big city, driving around was cash cab. So <laughs> <laughs> love cash cab. Me too. It's so good. But I figured that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but I could watch that anytime. If I see that on, I'm like ready to watch it. Yes. Um, yeah. Cash cab is so good. No, actually I watched Sex in the City. Oh, Wow. Awesome. Yes, yes. I remember you um you had mentioned you like you've seen a few episodes before, is that right? Right. Yeah, I have seen just randomly over the years episodes like on E, I think E plays them all the time, but of course they're like kind of edited cuz they're originally on HBO. Mm-hmm. So they can't show everything. They have to bleep stuff. Right. And yeah, it was like out of order, just random stuff. It's one of those things that I like knew all the people, the characters going into it. I knew who everyone ended up with romantically. Right. I knew kind of some plot points. Obviously, there was a lot I didn't know as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just decided to start it, you know, since we talked about HBO Max recently. Yeah. And it's all in there. The episodes are less than 30 minutes. So it was super easy to fly through. I just watched it before I went to bed. So usually I could watch like two episodes a night maybe. So yeah, yeah I'll, that's I'll dive right in. Yeah, I feel like it's a big cultural. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm excited that I've seen it now. And also my Aunt Susan loves Sex and the City. Like she knows she's seen every episode a million times, has it on DVD, like, yeah. you know, knows episodes by heart, the names of the episodes. So I was <laughs> excited to watch it and be able to talk to her about it. And my mom, who's seen a lot of it too. Yeah. Okay. So I will probably run through this and talk about like the creation of the show the characters slash actresses some of the plot points famous guest stars and then like the critical reception of the show and of course throw in my own opinions I'll just go ahead and say like who people end up with but even if I spoil it for you you definitely should watch and I will give you a spoiler warning if you don't want to know who people end up with because there are a lot of highs and lows and ups and downs and breakups and makeup so like I'm really not giving away a lot. <laughs> so originally it was a book, came out in 1997, and the author is Candace Bushnell. So she wrote Sex in the City, and then she also wrote Lipstick Jungle, oh, okay. which if anybody remembers, that was a show for a little while, a lot more short-lived than this was, but mm-hmm. I think it was on ABC. Yeah, so <clears throat> same author. Then it was adapted for HBO by Darren Starr, who I've talked about on here before because I love younger and and then I, I liked Emily in Paris, which I did an episode on a while back, if you want to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. When I've talked about him, I've kind of talked about he has a very specific style, very specific sense of humor. You can 
know what to expect. A lot of people say that his characters or his plots are all kind of similar to one another. And I definitely think they have his touch and there's some, you know, overlap. Like, okay, these are all like women with careers in a big city who have friendship and relationship issues or scenarios. And then there's like the same humor. So yeah, there's similarity, but to me, they're all really different. Now that I watched them all, I definitely think I can say that, that they're different. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. So it ran for six seasons from 1998 to 2004. There were 94 episodes. And then in 2008, there was a movie. And then in 2010, there was a movie. And recently this year, they've announced a 10 episode series that's coming. Oh. Yeah. Really excited about that. They haven't said exactly what it's going to be about. All we really know is that it's them navigating life in their 50s. Okay. Should be really interesting um, to see what they do. So the main character is Carrie Bradshaw, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, who I think is like an icon herself. I agree. <laughs> yeah, definitely for this. But, you know, she's done other things like Hocus Pocus. I always think yes. of that. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a very recognizable person and really cool, I think. And she also has done a lot like in the fashion world herself. She's also married to Matthew Broderick, a.k.a. Ferris Bueller. So, you know, <laughs> two icons. Yes. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw is a writer. She has a column in a New York City newspaper the column's called Sex in the City, hence the title of the show. She is obsessed with fashion, loves her designer, like, purses and shoes, and you can tell that's, like, where she spends her money. <laughs> I think she has a, a great apartment, but, like, she's not really rolling in the dough, especially in the early years, but, like, her money's going towards her Manolo Blahniks or, you know, Prada purchases. Right. <laughs> Priorities. Yes. Her column is exactly what it sounds like. It's navigating life as a 30-something in New York City in this time frame and having different relationships and there's a lot of humor in her writing because she she'll talk about whoever she's dating or her friends are dating and some of the like weirdos that are out there or like the funny experiences they've had from what I can tell people would be reading this because they would find it really relatable and just really entertaining yeah. and fun to hear that perspective so she's also kind of the binder I guess is a good word of the friends so the friend group they're all friends like you take one away they're all still friends but Carrie is definitely the common denominator and I think they set it up this way because she is the main character of the show in that usually like if it's just two of the friends at one time it's Carrie and someone else mm -hmm. yeah that's just she's definitely the most prominent they all have their own storylines they all have relationships they get fairly equal screen time from what I can see but Carrie really is like the connecting point between all of them I would say yeah I was also going to touch on every character's like most iconic relationships that's a big plot of the show so I felt like I needed to mention the men as well <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So for Carrie, definitely the most prominent is Mr. Big. I feel like that's a name that a lot of people yes. know. If Yeah. I if, even know that. I've never seen an episode. So Exactly. <laughs> like Carrie and Mr. Big is like the thing. Um, and he's played by Chris Noth. And it's fun to see him because I grew up watching a lot of like Law and Order with my mom. Mm -hmm. And he was a main detective on Law and Order for years. So that's how he will always be in my mind. But I love him as Mr. Big. 
big and he's pretty great on there too. He's just a cool guy. Next, we have Aiden, who is also a very popular boyfriend of hers. I think a lot of people, you know, try to do the thing of like, are you team big or are you team Aiden? (laughs) Which I get. They're super different people. Like big is a businessman, like world traveler, has a driver everywhere, like living luxury life. Aiden is a woodworker. Like he owns his own furniture shop where he like builds the wood. So it's like cool and I'm sure expensive. Yeah. But he's more of like, I've got my cabin in the woods and I'm happy there. You know, I'm chill. So it's very different vibes for Carrie. Aiden is played by John Corbett, who I love. He's just awesome, too. I've mentioned him a few episodes back because he's the dad in To All the Boys. Okay. (laughs) And obviously, this is like a younger version of him. Yeah, it's really fun to see him. And actually, I watched an interview with the girl who plays Margot in To All the Boys. She's the oldest daughter in the movie. And she is definitely like older in real life like I feel like she's probably 30 (laughs) she was saying like how she was starstruck because she like watched sex in the city when she was younger and so she was like it was so weird that Aiden was her dad (laughs) so I thought that was cute then you have Jack Berger so she calls him Berger and he's on in a later season he's also a writer and so they date for a while and the biggest thing with him that also, people might know from pop culture is that he ends up breaking up with Carrie via post-it note. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So that's a no-no. Don't do that to somebody. Right. So that's really like what his character is known for. And yeah, people talk about the post-it note. And then Alex is her boyfriend in the last season, season six. And he's played by Mikhail Baryshnikov, who is an iconic Russian ballerina. So it's really oh, cool okay. to see him in that um and all of these relationships are super different from one another all the people are really different he's an artist I will add that if you see one like one time they might reappear later like kind of like real life it's not just like we date and then we break up and that's it like a lot of times they'll get back together or if you're like big you just show up in random episodes you know random times of Carrie's life and they might hook up or whatever for a little bit and then see why it doesn't work again so it's never just like very straightforward and I feel like that makes it realistic too like life yeah most definitely so next we have Samantha Jones played by Kim Cattrall who um um a lot of people listening if you don't know who she is might recognize her from ice princess yeah yeah Mm -hmm. great movie she's hayden panettiere's mom slash the trainer in ice princess really mean but then kind of comes around at the end of the movie so yeah she's one of the friends and her character samantha i feel like a lot of people again if you have just kind of heard the show throughout pop culture you kind of know like what each character type is and samantha is very much the i don't do relationships woman Mm -hmm. she's first of all a little older than the rest so she's like in her early 40s at the beginning of the show everybody else is in their mid 30s early to mid 30s and yeah she literally every episode is sleeping with someone else like the way she describes herself and i think fans look at her is she's doing the exact same thing men do all the time 
Except when women do it, they get hate for it. Yeah. Or they get called sluts or whatever. Right. And when guys are out there sleeping with different girls every night, it's cool or impressive mm -hmm. or they're just a playboy, whatever. So she kind of really owns that and is like, I don't want a relationship. Like, I don't really want to be married. I don't want kids. Like, I'm just living my life and I should be able to do that how I want. Yeah. And I can be this powerful career woman. She owns her own PR firm, is a great friend. So yeah, that's a lot of her storyline is different guys and like kind of giving that kind of advice to the girls too. But yeah. it's true when you think about it. Like, we don't need to have that double standard yeah so even though i just said she doesn't do relationships she actually has two fairly serious relationships both of which she's like hesitant about at first and wants to keep casual and they end up like you just can't deny the relationship anymore so the first one is richard he's about her age they meet through work he's a client of hers at first and they're like sleeping together and then they kind of fall in love but at the end of the day richard ain't loyal He's just a serial cheater Aww. and she catches him cheating and tries to forgive him, but just can't ever trust him again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it was sad because that's the first relationship you see. That's the first time you see her in love and that's what happens. Like yeah. that's just really that is sad. sad. And then towards the end of the show, she meets Smith as she names him because she decides she doesn't think his real name is that good. So everybody knows him <laughs> as Smith. He is a waiter when he she meets him and he's like beautiful. He's got this like luscious blonde, you know, locks, like gorgeous guy. As their fling goes on, she finds out he's a, an aspiring actor. So she tries to help him like with his PR and launching all of that. He's a much younger guy. He's probably 15, 20 years younger than her. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he like makes her see why she should be in a relationship. And like he doesn't have eyes for anybody else. He wants her to commit. And it's really sweet. Like I love him. I just think they have a great relationship. Slight spoiler, in the last season, Samantha actually gets breast cancer Aww. as she's going through chemo, as so many do. She shaves her head and he shaves his beautiful blonde hair oh, for wow. her. Yeah. Because she was obviously very upset and so he did yeah. that to support her. That was really a great moment for them yeah. so yeah i love love him next we have charlotte york played by Kristen davis probably the most recent thing i've seen her in came out christmas 2019 on netflix that was at the holiday in the wild or whatever it was with rob lowe oh yeah <laughs> like I in watched, the african safari. i watched that too yeah i yes. don't remember what it yeah. was called something like that yeah she was the main uh, woman in that so yeah <laughs> random yeah so she plays charlotte and charlotte is very much like very sweet but very like rigid in her ways and very uptight like you have samantha over here who's like potty mouth like cursing all the time like sleeping around very vulgar and charlotte would be like oh my gosh you can't say that or <laughs> you know like covering her ears and all that so it's really funny to see her interact with everybody because she's so different and just like very conservative like she just is a huge romantic and so when everybody else is talking about these guys you know they're sleeping with or who doing romantic gestures and they don't get it she's like oh but that's so sweet why don't you like that yeah and she's very much a I can't wait to get married like every guy 
she dates is like is he the one like this could be my husband Mm -hmm. um she wants kids she just wants to be a wife and a mother more than anything else obviously like everyone else still dates around um trying to find her her soulmate you know and she ends up meeting trey they have a quick romance and then they get married she actually proposes to him and he's like all righty that was his word. Alrighty. Like he's this wealthy guy, like successful career. Very nice, but very vanilla. Just kind of, mm-hmm. eh. He's not bad, but he's not really great. But she likes him and sees this as her opportunity to like get married and marry into this like wealthy family and live on the Upper East Side and be happy forever. That didn't really work out. They have various issues which you'll see if you watch and they do end up splitting up her other guy during the show that's noteworthy is Harry and he was actually her divorce lawyer to Trey (laughs) yeah and he was this kind of like pudgy bald guy and they just end up hitting it off and have a fantastic relationship last but not least you have Miranda who is played by Cynthia Nixon so Miranda I would say Carrie and Miranda are the closest I think Carrie would probably say Miranda is her best friend Uh, Miranda's a lawyer she is very cynical you have Charlotte who's like always so hopeful and the romantic and then you have Miranda over here like like telling you the most pessimistic version of that or why it won't work out. She dates a ton of different people too, as they all do, but her biggest one is Steve. Steve comes and goes throughout the series. Her relationship with Steve is definitely the most noteworthy. I think over time you definitely see her learn how to accept the fact that like she loves people and she cares about her friends even if she doesn't always want to show that emotional side of her and I think that's cool to see that character development. Yeah. Aside from everything I just said, the main plots of the episodes are they're living life in New York City. You kind of follow each of their storylines and then they always have like breakfast or lunch together in every episode so you see them chatting and discussing their current relationships or who they went on a date with what's going on at work and so it's really just them living life but I think it's really entertaining and obviously a lot of other people did because it's such a famous show right at the end of the day it's about their friendships and it's about their relationships are their lifestyles similar to mine not really in any way (laughs) but that kind of makes it fun to watch and I think it's refreshing to see like 30 somethings like a little bit of an older not that that's old, but, you know, friend kind of shows a lot of that time. Like, friends, for example, it starts off there in their mid-20s. So, it's just fun to see people who are a little bit further in their career, just more established and kind of, like, a little more comfortable with who they are mm-hmm. living their lives. I feel like this goes without saying, but I've got to give a warning that it's definitely graphic. I mean, first of all, the title. Second of all, <laughs> it's an HBO show. Um, So, there's definitely language. There's uh, some nudity sometimes. There's sexual content. So, I totally get it if you don't want to see any of that. If you watch it on something like E, you're gonna get a little bit of that, but it's kind of filtered for you. Mm-hmm. So maybe watch it on there. Yeah. So I do want to get that warning. Like, if you don't want to watch any of that, then I totally get that, and you can just read the the plot points or listen to this. Like, right. Exactly. That's totally <laughs> fine. That's totally up to you if you care about that or not. Definitely, there's some 
huge names as far as guest stars. Like I was watching this and there was be so many people that I recognize. Some of them play themselves, you know, celebrities, but a lot of them play like a character. And apparently a lot of people like really wanted a guest role on the show I guess because of how popular it was yeah and how fun it was so like the one that kind of threw me off the most one guy Carrie was dating was Bon Jovi oh wow (laughs) yeah like he's just playing a regular dude Justin Theroux was on there a couple times Mm -hmm. he was married to Jennifer Aniston and is an actor obviously Bradley Cooper had a small role who you will you know appreciate I know very small uh and I was like what because I think it was even before Alias was when he was on this episode wow that's really cool sarah michelle geller heidi klum was on there and actually she played heidi klum i'm scratching the surface there is a ton of celebrities and it's fun to see them like not play themselves in those roles i thought that was really fun that's really cool yeah that sounds an added fun like kind of these people want to get a look inside of what it's like to to be on sex in the city so hey i mean i would do it if i could that would be fun I know. Getting into the main spoilers, since I kind of gave background on everyone. So if you want to skip this, just skip through a couple minutes. We'll fly on through it. But if you've already watched it, you know what happens. Or if you don't care or are fine with spoilers, then here you are. Carrie ends up with Mr. Big. Kind of one of those things like you know they have to end up together because like he's there from the very beginning so even though they have a lot of trials and tribulations that I'm not even covering like you kind of know they got to end up together right Mm -hmm. and I did know that going into it it's quite the ride to get there but (laughs) they get there at the end of the series Samantha is still with Smith still going through her chemo and all of that he's right there by her and they finally say I love you and you can tell she's like actually decided to commit to him which is really cool oh yeah yeah it's it's sweet to see that change in her charlotte is married to harry and they're going through the process of trying to have a kid and then eventually adopt because that was a struggle for her even when she was married to trey so yeah they're just super cute and then miranda and steve do finally end up together they have a baby named brady it also takes them a while to get there i will say that so there's a lot of ups and downs for them as well but really sweet so it just leaves off in a very good place for all of them and you feel like you've seen a lot of growth and you just feel satisfied that okay it's ending and they're all in a good place in their lives and in their relationships yeah everybody obviously has opinions on the characters themselves everybody would be different as far do they like everyone i like everyone but some people probably hate a character or are annoyed more by them whether it be because of the actress herself or the character i totally get it because at the end of the day they are all very flawed which also makes it more realistic to me that Mm -hmm. this is more like a normal friend group probably that you would find is that everybody has their problems but they still all love each other and work through it together so yeah i know a lot of people say that carrie's very selfish especially in her relationships with the men it's very self-absorbed and she definitely has those moments i would agree it's not like you watch this and you're always singing the girls in the right just because that's the main character of the show and the stories about them you're definitely like on the guy's side sometimes singing that was not right what you did or like you're being so dumb what are you doing like he doesn't deserve to be treated this way Mm -hmm. so I don't know I like kind of going through that 
ride because again it's just not always cut and dry I'm not always gonna think you're right in this situation so yeah I definitely see where you could have complaints about the characters but I think that's what makes it what people loved about it Mm -hmm. because who wants to watch these perfect people I mean same even going back to like the friends example they all had their quirks they all had some annoyances they right. all got in fights, like, but at the end of the day, that's what made them them and added to the story and made it felt like you actually knew these people because you knew the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about these women as well. Definitely, there are some like little scenes or storylines in certain episodes or maybe wording that they would not be using if the show is made today so I will say that definitely you can tell a sign of the times even though it was supposed to it was a progressive show when it aired but there's definitely some like language or comments that would not fly today and I think for good reason whether it be LGBTQ and there certainly two of them have like their gay best friends and so they're like recurring characters and they're really fun too but certain comments it's like I guess that was okay back then but watching this now I'm like ooh, that's probably not the best yeah or a couple like racial things that again back then no one would have blinked an eye but I think we're more aware now of eh, that's not really a good thing to say like I don't think you should be saying that or doing that so nothing like crazy but just little things that just as a viewer my age this generation watching I'm like okay I can see how we've kind of progressed since then which I think is good to be able to watch a show from 20 years ago and say yeah we don't really talk like that anymore yeah I think that's good yeah so overall the show was nominated for 50 Emmys which is wild I know (laughs) somehow only won seven seems like not a high percentage but whatever (laughs) still pretty good and then they won eight Golden Globes as well so very good yeah like I said two movies I haven't seen either one of them all the way through I've seen parts of the first one that's kind of how I knew some spoilers about who was with whom Mm -hmm. so yeah I am gonna watch those next so I can report back on those and then of course I will be watching the new show when it comes out I'm excited that I have like watched it and can be ready for this new mini series not sure why the Samantha character isn't gonna be there apparently she Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker have had some issues in the past I I truly don't know if that's why like she wouldn't want to be on it I don't want to spread that rumor if that's not true I'm just saying what I've heard that they have had problems and then I've also heard that she's just done with the character which I get like you started playing this character more than 20 years ago so I get if you're like "Eh, I'm kind of I'm over it uh so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they handle that I don't know what's gonna happen there but I'm excited to see it and I think everybody's just ready to like have that nostalgia and see those characters again oh and I did want to mention years ago I guess maybe when I was in high school maybe you remember there was like that spinoff that was like a prequel Carrie Diaries on the CW (laughs) I never watched that it had um when did the girl from was that Anna Sophia Robb or am I mixing her up I think it was her yeah okay yeah I don't remember how long that was on but I didn't really know anybody who watched it so I, I don't know if it's any good or not yeah so that was a lot but I mean it's a big show with a lot of stuff and like I said I provided spoilers but if you're interested in watching it I really don't want the spoilers to deter you because everybody takes a windy path to get where they are and I mean 
I can tell you all day, this person set with this person, but you don't know anything about the character really aside from the surface level stuff I've told you and you also didn't get to see the relationship and form your own opinions about Mm -hmm. should they be together or not so definitely watch if you're interested now's a good time because of the new series coming out I think later this year is all on HBO Max. So there you go. There's your rundown of Sex in the City. And I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. That was really fun because Sex in the City is like a big part of pop culture. Even if like me, mm-hmm. I've never seen an episode, mm-hmm. never really like have looked up anything like to know what happened but I like vaguely know all of the characters names yeah if I saw their photo I would say she's on sex in the city and definitely Mr. Big I know I would recognize him Mm -hmm. and maybe a couple other guys I would recognize Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like there's not many shows that are like that to where you would probably know some pretty key elements and know like all of the main characters that to me is a sign of a big show is like somebody like me who is not even a casual fan like I've never even had HBO in my life before this so Uh I would have never even stumbled upon it really so yeah that's exciting and that's fun and what a fun surprise I know (laughs) been keeping it a secret that was a good secret I'm, I'm happy about it it sounds really fun I just love those types of shows that are relatable and every single character has their ups and downs but you Mm -hmm. feel like you really get to know the character not just on Mm -hmm. the surface definitely and number one yeah it's one of those things that is so tied to society and pop culture American pop culture that people know about it like you said without ever having watched a show people have conversations like oh are you a Carrie or a (laughs) Samantha right or a Miranda or Charlotte where do you see yourself who would you be which guy do you like who would you want to be with all that so yeah it's very prominent and then as far as like it being real and getting to know the characters you do because I mean you're literally going through life with them and Carrie's column like her article each week is somehow tied to the plot of that episode Mm -hmm. Um, she's kind of writing about whatever's going on so she'll be writing at her computer and then she does the voiceover of bits of the article you get a little bit inside her head too and like she's asking real questions like do women ask too many questions in relationships or is this normal she kind of poses a question to the readers Mm -hmm. which is fun because it makes you think during the episode too the writing is so clever it's one of those shows it's just like there are definitely moments for me that I laugh out loud and I know a lot of people laugh out loud a lot throughout the show but a lot of times it's just that kind of humor that's like witty Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, that was really clever. Like, I'm not laughing, but I'm like, that was good. You yeah. know, just kind of appreciating that humor. Just very smart writing. And I that's cool to see, too, because I feel like we don't get a lot of that mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, most definitely. It's kind of weird to talk about on here in a way because I feel like I can't really say this is the plot. This is what happens. Then the story is over and that's it. <laughs> right. It's just one of those shows like, again friends or maybe even something like the office where you're just kind of following the people not the plot kind of like there's not an attainable 
like goal almost. Yeah, it's not like I'm watching Arrow or Flash or yeah. you know, like a superhero type thing where it's like everything's kind of building up to this end right. thing, you know, or like we're waiting for this mystery to be solved. It's kind of just like each episode has its own plot. There are definitely relationships obviously that continue and themes that continue and it builds upon itself, but at the end of the day you're living life with them. Yeah. So you have to like that kind of setup too. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it sounds really good and just a fun show. I I obviously, uh, you know, I live in the South, so I'm very far from the big city lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yep. that always just sounds so fun and so interesting. It's almost like you're friends with those people. So you just yeah. feel like you're in that life even though it's so far from someone like me so that sounds even more exciting because it's just kind of an escape a little bit it's so true like you get a certain feeling when you watch it because you see them walking around the city during the day or at night or going to a cool restaurant or club and yeah it's just such a different lifestyle like different parties different types of people they're interacting with so yeah good stuff I learned a lot. Yay. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope that everyone else enjoyed it as well. Maybe you learned something or maybe you just kind of got to relive a show that you're already into. If it sounds like it would interest you, give it a shot. Very quick to watch. I mean, like I said, it was six seasons and I watched it in a couple months. And for me, that's really good. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I got on Sex in the City until I watch the movies. Yeah, you'll definitely have to let us know what you think. I will. I'll watch them soon for sure. I can already tell this is going to be a show I rewatch or just like put on. Yeah. Because I feel like now that I know the characters, I would watch it differently and maybe analyze it and, you know, all that fun stuff we like to do. Oh, yes. When we're really into pop culture. (laughs) Oh, we were going to mention that we recently hit a thousand downloads, which I think we mentioned in our last episode. So thank you all again for your support and for the special episode we're doing in celebration we're doing a Q&A we're excited to do that I think it's gonna be a fun one and just kind of change it up a little bit yeah please leave us a rating if you don't mind and a review let us know your feedback don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already as always we appreciate y'all listening and supporting us I have enjoyed this episode I think it's been a fun one and I look forward to doing our Q&A so stay tuned for that but until next time i'm callan i'm anna don't forget to fall in love with yourself